What's up? It's your boy Bobby Sapphire, and you're listening to episode three of the KTOD Radio Podcast. I am here with uh, my brothers in arms and one literal brother. Uh, what's up, Justin? Got real cards to show people. Oh, no. All my real cards are not in front of me. They're all packed downstairs. Oh, no. You guys have real cards. I'm jealous. Uh, and then <laughs> my real cards are not as good as your real cards, though. And we'll spoiler alert. Yeah, I got a little lucky on my polls, but uh, and then uh, my brother Maddie, what's up, Maddie? What's up, boys? I have no cards because I haven't pre-released yet, but gonna be in a couple hours. Super excited for it. Yeah, and Matt, I'm Maddie, gonna, I'm gonna pull all the good stuff. Maddie skipped on us. Tough hit. Dad life. Uh, and then the one man that I did get to pre-release with, the Numpty Crusher, Stevie Getz. What's up, Steve? What up, baby? What to do? Yeah, Friday was fun, man. It was nice to uh, be slinging some cards in real life again. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like a while. Uh, and just I was not mentally prepared to see a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in three years, but like could pick up conversations with and stuff. So that was uh, – it just wasn't what I was re- – I was kind of just thinking me and you would go to dinner and hang out, and then all of a sudden all these people were there, and I was like, damn. This is a community. Yeah, there are 21 people. Like, I definitely felt like Travis Kelsey at a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> at the on Friday. Um, the amount of people you know and that love you is, like, mind-blowing, but I'm cool riding those coattails. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. It was good to see everyone again. Um, I mean – J-Rod was the big winner that day. We could talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so we, so Justin, you did one. Maddie, you're doing one today with me. Steve, you did one. I'm, I'm starting my third today. Today will be my third. Uh, Ooh, be boy. Nice. Addiction, addiction is in line. Uh, I wanted cards, and also you guys like no. bought a, a lot more cards than me. I bought fewer boxes because I knew I was going to hit up three pre-releases, and I wanted to see what I got first. Um, but how are you feeling? hype-wise after the pre-release i'm excited to play it was really great to like open packs and like build um it was exciting i think we can i don't know if we want to get into the detail now about the pre-release or there's like an intro that should i should be talking about my pre-release right now you can segue Um, however you want yeah so segueing into it it was really great to just open packs the kits are really nice for those people who haven't um pre-released yet like opening the boxes and having the tokens right there and like the, the vader and the ob maddie you'll see this today are like sort of like set aside for you and it's like this really nice little package um and building's cool i was a bit disappointed with my pools you can see it here um it doesn't have too much to really stands out you've got the barrage um i'm really high on the walker yeah, the but Walker's after great. that i didn't play really any rares my rares were like chopper um, I forget the name of the card, but the blue-black, like, demonic tutor-type card. Search that, like, your feelings. Like, search your feelings. Bendu. I will say this. The double cards, there's not many of them, but, like, those are strictly unplayable, unless uh, you're willing to pay the extra cost. But Yeah, and, like, cunning, like, something with cunning like uh, or command aggression, you might be willing to do that in the, sealed, but the... Um, I saw a lot of people open Bendu, and it was it was a big field right. for wow, everyone wow. who opened it. I will say you got more ships than I got in my entire pool yep. right here on this table, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, the ships are good, and like the super. And I went Vader with this. Um, I you know I had a I had a few blue cards, and I thought about going blue, but like the barrage for five instead. I was gonna play the barrage no matter what. I will yeah. say this: in in thirty cards, 
with a, a free mulligan and cards like recruit and and various things you kind of have the ability to sort of see a lot of control of your of your deck like you know in magic limited you might play and you might only see like a portion of your of your draft you know mm -hmm. like in a game mm -hmm. um but there's definitely more con more control so i went two and one with this and i lost my first round um and i hadn't put the recruits in i was like i don't know how good recruit is but just sort of word to the wise for people who are playing limited, I think Recruit's great, especially with like Disabling Fang Fighter, because I lost to a Traitorous. Um, and it's like, wow, if I'd had Recruit, yeah, I'd probably find, find my it. Fang Fighter. So there's an ability to sort of find cards and do things, like have more control. So in my room, I went two and one. So my next two matches, I basically leaned into that. And I was like... <laughs> Um, and I think, is there a resupply that I'm not seeing? I had a resupply too. I think that might've gotten clipped off or I didn't include that. So I was basically doing like super laser tech resupply and like mulliganing for those using ways to like ramp a bit and get into Vader. And so like the games I won, it was like, mul you can certainly mulligan for a card in limited, which is great. Like at first I was like, I'm just going to mulligan for barrage. But then I was like mulliganing for like a ramp and just sort of seeing how it went. And that worked really well sort of when I had more control of, of the game. But there were certainly some broken seal pools that, I, that mine is not one of them. So just a question about that, uh, Justin. Like, do you think that's because, you know, in Magic Limited, like you can just run bad drawing one card and it's like land, land, land. So you kind of have to keep ones that have lands. Or do you think it's more of the two cards off the top that, that lets you kind of play that strategy? limited yeah i mean i think i think the, also think the free mulligan so i think the fact that you just get like Fair, yeah. 12 cards potentially mm -hmm. and you know you're only at 30 and if like if you think about it this way like if you don't mulligan for something like if you mulligan for something and you don't hit it so let's say i was mulliganing for super laser tech or a resupply right and i and i mulligan i don't hit it and i'm playing my game like i still have another then i see another two cards to potentially see it so mm -hmm. it's like you know i don't know the math on that but at a certain point, you're like getting to the point where you've seen a lot of, and like even with recruit, what I was doing with this, and I think this will, you'll see this if there's high level limited stuff, not like pre release, is it's take one card, but then it's know the four cards that you're not actually going to play this game. Right. And out of 30, it's like there's a lot to, to see on that angle. Right. So, like, um, you know, and thinking about like digging towards something, like a recruit. With the walker in your deck, if the, if you can figure out a way to, to to sort of slow the game down, and you can play recruit, it's like okay, I'm either taking the walker, which I think is like one of the best cards that's common or uncommon, um, or you're five cards closer to drawing the walker. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you have one of those bomb units, your your it's recruit is like really sort of a card that stood out to me as like all right, you're not excited to play it. But it's it's a lot more exciting and limited than I thought. Yeah, I was excited to play it in mine. Um, I had the Vader, the legendary Vader unit, and so I put it in there. But for the same reason as you, I was like, I played it once and I didn't hit Vader. But I was like, oh, I get Rook here, and I'm still like, now I'm five cl cards closer to Vader. Like, and then I drew right. Vader the next turn, and it was great. I also like mm -hmm. you have the Tie Fighter in there. I had Tie Fighter, and I had a Death Star Stormtrooper, and I think, and then like also just a bunch of small cards so I could like right. go recruit still play something and then still ping with vader if i had to um which i, I like did, sort uh, of the sequencing of that i kind of did the same thing but with uh prepare for takeoff and avenger right mm -hmm. um, right i was playing i 
I will say this in regards to your comment about there were some broken pools out there. The format's a lot faster than I was expecting. Um, like I primarily played blue because I had the Avenger, thinking like get that out and you just w inevitably just win. And along the lines of your recruit statement, I was playing prepare for takeoff to try to all, almost always find it. But like getting to nine was hard. Yeah. And your curve's good too. Like you look seemingly like you should be able to stave off the aggro. You like yeah, so I ended up units. going. Yeah, yeah, I ended up going three and two. Um, lost. Oh, I lost one game by. I made the biggest numpty move of all time. <laughs> you um, are the one who became the numpty. It was full dude, circle. It was so well, so preface it right where we just get back from dinner. We're going into the card store, getting another card. I, I go to Mike. I go, are you, are you using a play mat? Because I didn't know if I should bring mine in or whatnot. And he just starts laughing at me. And at first, I'm like, okay, whatever, no big deal. Then I'm like, dude, why are you laughing at me? And he's like, seriously, you're going to... And like, so I didn't know that there was a rule in the tournament guidelines about play mats. <laughs> like, you have to use official Star Wars ones or you can't use them. So I started like ranting and raving like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard right then like flash forward two hours later i'm 2-0 i get paired up against this guy and there was a stalled board state i'll say this like you i did have a lot of units and there was a lot of cohesion with tarkin and the imperials but almost every game i lost i ran into that four six um rebel trooper that gets sentinel when undamaged and like yeah. he would just stonewall my entire my entire board um so we had like a stalled board state for a while and i played i had like we just had cards like everywhere and the tables were really wide um so one turn i played the three two those cloud city wingard what he means by wide is like like we're sitting very far away from your opponent so like the cards weren't right up against each other um, you know, yours versus mine. There was like your cards, a foot of table space, and then your wow. opponent's cards. Yeah. And so I'm trying to play um my play mat, trying to be like all professional and whatever you want to call. It. And he's so the guy's so far away, and since we have so many cards everywhere, I end up moving all of my units towards like the center of the table. But somehow when I was arranging things, the Cloud City Wingard never made it to the front line. So he was like still on my play mat. And we went like four or five turns and just, I just completely forgot I had him out. So like he's taking like 20 damage on the ground by him just attacking me. And the guy just keeps attacking me, attacking me. And I'm just like taking it, taking it. And then on the last turn of the game, I realized I had the cloud city wing guard still on my play mat, like right near my deck. And it's just like, Oh, that was a numpty move. Steve's whole takeaway is the format's really fast if you forget the cards you play. <laughs> you could take 20 damage right through your Sentinel. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to overrun. I don't know what happened. Also, so like, I'm just envisioning in my mind this giant gap between you guys at the table. Mm -hmm. It's like the, like oh, the first so Batman movie with, like, Michael Keaton on the date with <laughs> Kim Basinger on the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Pass the salt. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, I was wicked tilted because, like, I, I mean, it's a complete 
punt and misplay on my fault. And like, I just, I get upset with myself when I make those kind of mistakes. But as like, as soon as I'm thinking about it a little bit more and more, it's like, okay, I actually kind of understand why they're saying to use these um, official two player mats and things along those lines. Because mm-hmm. that wouldn't well, have happened if clean. they were all the same map. Yeah. If this, if yeah. The and I think clean. one thing I, I did notice is like, um, so I don't know how big your events were. I, ours was maybe a little bit over 16. Um, yeah, but 21. mechanically, it's definitely like it takes a little bit getting used to. And like our judge was like the store owner. And like we were certainly the majority of players were playing it like magic. Like they were untapping and then playing lands. They were, um, you know, resources. It's a hard thing and to get used to. Even, I definitely you know, did that at first. A lot of the players, me included, were using um, pen and paper for base life totals. So using the tokens for the for the units, but not necessarily the bases. So I think it'll be interesting to see as OP advances, like what shortcuts sort of are allowed. Mm. Um, and I think they, you know, if you think about sort of the onset of this game coming from Destiny and FFG talking about sort of making it a bit less cumbersome than destiny was with sort of these larger dice and different things. Now there's a few less tokens, but there's still tokens. So people coming from other games were sort of like, Oh boy, all this stuff. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they allow. Cause the, the rules doc dropped last or recently. And they were talking about, you know, official play mats and all this sort of stuff. And it'll be interesting to see where that, you know, how, how sort of in line they, they keep everyone to that. Yeah, we can, we can definitely touch back on that later. One of the things that um, I wanted to, sort of piggyback off what you just said was like playing this game in person was a challenge for the first time you know with the face down resources i felt like i didn't have a good place to put my hand down when i was manipulating my deck or Mm. doing tokens because i didn't want my hand to get mixed up with anything so i actually like made a little area with a box on the side and i was putting my my hand on like my deck box that was like right off my mat um, by the second day, the first day I only used tokens for damage on my base, but on the second day I used dice and notepad at the same time. So my opponent could see the, the damage on my base. And then I was keeping track of both life totals in my notepad. So I'm just kind of experimenting with different things. Another reason why yeah. I'm excited to do three pre-releases is because mechanically there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for sloppiness if you're not really, really tight and like having tight mechanics, um, kind of be ingrained in you is like something that I think is really important in, at the tournament mm-hmm. level and like not having to waste any time thinking about, okay, how am I actually going to physically do this? It should just be like muscle memory. Right. And I think one of the things too, is like there was no strain on me and I'm guessing the same went to you guys because like a lot of the people in the event were learning the rules. Um, you know, guy ambushed my base and I was like, Oh, you can't ambush base. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people sort of under, not totally understanding how to claim a lot of my wins were like, okay claim and then you know someone was at six and i had a, a six power unit out it's like they were like oh i'm dead like that type of concept so i think we're you know by doing the virtual doing the podcast and kind of getting in on the game we understand that side mm-hmm. i think when you're at a little bit more competitive event in the future obviously i think we'll sort of understand the norms the norms of like competitive play are usually pretty easy to fall into mm-hmm. right like whatever they may be so um yeah, I think that'll that'll kind of happen naturally. Relearning for a new game, what what adjustments we make. Right. It is so interesting that. though that you bring it up, like how you know how you keep track of your life total, or like what you know either tokens or paper, because like you know before it was like you're subtracting. That's kind of easy to do on the fly. I mean, 
addition is not that hard, but like, you know what I mean? You're like oh, doing math too. Well, I'm I'll just tell saying, you, like, it's just point, another Maddie, element like, that's going to take tax your brain. Whereas like, I don't know, it felt like easier. I it's still like, might do I mean, I wrote 30 and 30. Cumbersome. So, I wrote 30 and 30. And I, so did uh, my buddy, Eric, who, who did the same thing. We just, we were writing 30 and 30 and writing and subtracting. Yeah. So, so I started that, doing that too, but then like, when I was doing the dice, I was counting up, so I swapped it in game. Right, the other rounds. If you're doing went, both, it's natural. Yeah, I went to add. I went back to adding to do damage because it's damage on the base, so like it makes sense to do addition. Uh, yeah, it's just like I don't know, playing pen, you know, magic pen and paper like that's yeah, just for like literal. You know, it's gonna be. You know, it's yeah. gonna be a trickier adaptation, Maddie. Multiple times, I drew a card, and then oh, I was yeah. like, oh, and another, and one more, <laughs> and, and another. one more. I, I didn't want to cut off Steve before he gets to the most important part. What was your second loss to? You? <laughs> oh, you mother. <laughs> oh, and this oh, is your deck there. Nice. This is my two ship deck because I got five ships in my pool. Uh, these were two of them. <laughs> Wait, you got a, you got the sweet Luke, just not the unit. Uh, no, I get these are the Gen Con Lukes. Oh, yeah, uh, he just swapped yeah. it in. This is um, this is the fancy. yeah. I wanted I the wanted removal's to pretty do cool. the fancy one. Yeah, I, I loved my pool other than the space. Like I and like I lost to J Rod and he had two A Wings and the Falcon and like it oh, it geez. showed. You know, like I needed to have my removal against those. Um mm -hmm. to be honest, no open fire is what really blew me out. Like if if yeah. some of these cards were open fire instead of like you know, I didn't want to play mop a uh, moment of peace or the electro staff, I just was pretty light on cards. But if I had two open fire, I would have felt insane not having any space. Great. Um, but all in all, I was forced. I was forced throw for you because I had forced lightning, which I played oh, as an invader. It's just like it's so hard to get the unit. So I had Luke obviously as my leader. I have Kanan and Mace, so I felt pretty good about it. But and I played so in in my next one, I'll show two. I had forced throw as well, even though it was just Vader. Um, I was just using it as an early resource if I didn't have Kanan, basically. Right, right. Um, if I drew it later and it well, and it made sense for me to hold on to, I would. But I had a really red, heavy start. So I was trying to be a little more aggro. Actually, an ardent sympathizer was actually really good for me on the day. Yeah. Um, I yeah, took initiative good. early to kill a Sabine, um, which was really helpful. You've um, got a lot of really great... I mean, yeah, the space thing, and it's like not having a cheap removal to necessarily kill like an A-Wing. But you're you're coming. You got Zeb. You got yeah. You, actually, and like looking at those four cards that are forward facing, like Keenan, Zeb, the um, the attack pod mace and attack pod Sabine. and mace. Those are all constructed. Playable. I for, I had forgotten that Keenan can and Sabine uh, discard multiple cards when the, you have more than one Spectre out because we don't really yeah. play blue red uh, too often. Oh, that's cool. And or Hera, <laughs> yeah, or Hera. So I actually get to flip multiple cards with Keenan a couple times, which was pretty. Did crazy. you get three with all three of those guys? Uh, I never hit three, but I hit two a couple times in the various ways. That's pretty ways. cool. One, uh, Does it add one, them up? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it's still the number of... So if you went, like, oh, yeah, yeah. green, so it green, like it still counts as one. Right. One of the things you just said, Mike, that I really got to thinking about during the deck building that made a lot of sense is, you know, you said you were resourcing force push a lot. When I was building, the two colors I went... The prob I probably should have maybe gone yellow in retrospect, but I was a little short on playables um, in what I ended up building. But what I did do, and that you helped point out when we were building, is I just started playing random blue cards. 
because they'd trigger Childson. Yeah. And then I just uh, think yeah. as resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you know you're going to lay at least six, seven cards as resources, the number of playables that you actually need, I think, goes down. So I think you almost, it's almost better to be able to play a color with more powerful cards you rip like the legendaries or the rares while still then saying maybe playing something that you're a little bit deeper in because you can just lay yeah, all that makes reasons. a lot of sense yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean i think there's a there's probably some sort of pendulum point right Where, yeah like, there's a balance for sure because you know, you like, wouldn't want to draw like all your good cards mm-hmm. in, like have a have a opener of six cards and there are six of your playables, and then you lose two, and then as you're draw, like you draw a hand, and you draw like two unplayables, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. it's probably like 25, 26, and you can put basically play four cards that are just straight up blanks. I think like they're actually yeah, or just like super, game. yeah, or super niche, like keep fighting. It's like great, it, you know, one out of you know maybe one time the whole pre-release it it deals me a game or or flips right. the game on its head, but. If I'm happy resourcing it, like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, or like the random upgrades that are like plus one, plus one, and yeah. saboteur. Like that card is like actually reasonable sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're not like excited to play it, but like it makes the deck like thirty cards. Yeah, I will yeah. say all the games that I got maced down were like he was just insane. So I was happy to like have a legendary that was bomb and play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's sweet. Uh, and then I did one more, and this was my. <laughs> pool from yesterday so i opened the legendary the darth vader exciting uh i got force throw and force choke uh this one i did have a couple open Raced fires which was nice. yeah wow. overwhelming barrage so all in all it was good um it was just a little slow you know i had to play two patrolling v-wing i really struggled to get to 30 with this deck mm-hmm. um and yeah you know, like without your good cards this doesn't look that good like 25 of these cards are sort of Okay, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But how often did you actually have to play those really mopey five cards, or did you just lay them as resources? No, a lot of the times because like my units are so mopey, I had to play mopey cards. Like I never played Strike True, um, I never played Infiltrator Skill, uh, yeah. I, I never played Attack Pattern Delta. But it was more just like did if I didn't get something that actually affected the board, like even Cell Block Guard, Homestead Militia, even my four, like all these units are just kind of weak i don't have any i would have like four and five drops i'd like mulligan for consortium star viper <laughs> yeah right I'd just be like i'm just gonna lean on this and then hope i draw my vader at some point yeah i had a couple of nice hands that started like stormtrooper lieutenant and a guy so i was able to like um you know trade you know trade for something bigger use vader's ability to just try and get to the late game that was sort of my strategy um but as i said i lost to a really aggro sabine deck that had, or I think I mentioned this before the pod, but I, I lost to an aggro Sabine deck by this uh, local Rich. His deck was really sick, and he, I thought I had stabilized, and he played Gorilla Attack Pod, and then I thought I was going to stabilize with Darth Vader uh, to pull my Cell Block Guard, and then I drew my Cell Block Guard so I could no longer uh, yoink it with Darth uh, Vader, and then that just kind of blew me out, and I lost. Yeah, yeah, that feeling yeah. is. There's kinda... definitely like playing. I, I one game out of a match. We were best of three, but one game. Um, it was like recruiter I played against and it was like recruiter curving into like the four, three sentinels and then giving them a shield like back to back turns and then playing like the three, seven. And then he played traitors. And I was like, uh, 
Oh, yeah, no. that start sounds completely bonkers. Yeah, and I like oh, had like a reasonable curve, but like there was just no. It was like, yeah, it was multiple guys, and then took my best guy, and it was mm-hmm. like, man, and I'm I'll... like, oh, <laughs> no chance. Yeah, I had some really great starts in my games, and then I just run into a Sentinel Luke player. Like they they put a shield on the Sentinel guy, and I end up getting like having to waste two three resources to kill it. Yeah, and that happened just, a lot. Shields are bunkers. You really need to use shield to defeat Sentinel. the shields. Yeah, shield and Sentinel feels huge, and like I think you always like I would play that card that you have on the the. Infiltrator, yep. infiltrator skill, skill like all the time and even um the precision fire gives a guy no not precision fire but there's another one that gives um that gives Them saboteur sab- saboteur to defeat like even if you have to like just run to a guy a in there just yeah. to defeat shields is is so big yeah yeah 100 percent. shields are good against overwhelming barrage too um speaking yep. of shields my first ever play in star wars unlimited was turn one spec four shoulder give a soldier give him a shield uh, I just wanted to shout out Laser Gaming uh, on Etsy, which we'll link in the show notes for sending me nice. these tokens for free. Um, yeah, those look sweet. Really nice gesture, and like they look insane. This is, the, you know, some oh, of the close-ups. Those are so much better than the ones you gave me. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my god, those things are so rinky dink. I have, I have a token as well. What do you got? <laughs> a nice little plus one plus one token. Oh, yeah. fancy! Which is illegal in the tournament docs. You can't rip no. You I'd can't like rip to paper shout out W. B. Mason. <laughs> I was using that Hyperloops uh, playmat, Mike. What's up? You said it's illegal. Oh, it is illegal. Docs. That's fine. If oh, they yeah. don't, if they don't like the episode of Clone Wars where Obi Wan is dressed as that bounty hunter to save Satine, then they've got other problems with their life. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, team so, coming in future sets. Oh, absolutely. She was actually like one of the better Destiny cards for a long time. Yeah, I was. I, I messaged you guys this, Maddie. I didn't. I didn't message you, but um, like the Executor coming out is going to be pretty. Yeah, pretty sweet. Like, for the card. Like, yeah. Like, yeah like, I think about how like cool maybe, see, like yeah. the Devastator is like cost ten. It's like how much is the Executor? What's that card that like the the um Galactic villain Ambition. card that like plays? Yeah, it plays. <laughs> yeah. I'll take twenty five yeah, to play my Executor. It'll cost really twenty waiting for that. Yeah, I'm really waiting to see like if that card, if they, if there's anything you can do with that. But we'll see. Ga. All right, so that's for pre-release. What's next? Like, what, what's, what's next on the docket now that the set's out? People have it. Um, the pull, like, I've been seeing so many pull posts in discords, oh my God. on Facebook. Yeah. It's like out of control, but it seems like people are hyped. And I will say the one thing that they definitely got right was having so many different versions of all the cards because people, I are think like, that's super fun. I got this foil. I got this hyperspace foil. The hyperspace foils look absolutely insane. I actually wish that I had my binder up here right now. The um, hyperspace cards in general look really great. I love the hyperspace yeah. card. That's why I got, that's why I got these Vader and Luke um, Gen Con ones because I just I love the hyperspace cards and I wanted the full set of leaders and the like those are the ones that match but the foil like I don't even like foils but the hyperspace foils are nuts um, but yep. it just like seems everyone's really hyped for all these pulls oh you wanted to h- shout out Lolly for his pull he what like he opened oh yeah three packs yeah go ahead three packs and he got uh the hyperspace Luke and a hyperspace Vader. Just absolutely. Shout out to you, Lolly. You're of, a high runner. You're the go. Out of three wow. packs, it's like yeah. four, 300, 400 bucks there. 
Yeah, must be nice. Um, but what's next, man? What's next is making decks with all these cards. I already have like a bunch of people sliding in the DMs for Ooh. deck lists. So, Ooh, um, okay, yeah. London, baby, London. Must be nice to yeah. have a mustache. <laughs> I said, hey, we got some videos coming out. What's up with London? What are you guys playing in London? Uh, podcast coming out this week, or not podcast video. Steve and I are going to do a little preview Ooh, okay. of our London prep. That's a so big market tease. Put there, that as a as a tease. We'll have that up towards the end of this week. We're going to collab and talk and about you know, Pro Tour London. Nice. And you know you how you're going to know if you can uh, if you can see you that video is you're going to like, comment, and subscribe so that way and ring the bell so you get the notification right when that video drops. You'll be the first to watch it and see Steve and Justin like, prep for this big event. Like, comment, and subscribe. You heard it here. Let's do it. We remembered. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Um, I I will say I built one of the decks Maddie's looking to play in the TTI top cut, and I actually was able to put uh, thirty main deck cards and five sideboard cards real cards together for the deck and only had to get a yeah. couple of proxies. And it was really cool That's to have fun. like close to a real deck after just a couple of pre-releases. Yeah. And I think like, that's the big thing, right? Like what's next is we got the pre-releases, people are getting cards, they're going, they're making trades. They're maybe like buying a few extra things for, from, from eBay or whatever and putting their decks together, which is exciting. There's certainly some decks that are going to be pretty tricky to build um, mm -hmm. on a budget. Like, Boba Fett is certainly going to take a few um, pounds out of your wallet, but um, there's some budget options that are good, and I think there's some competitive decks that are really good. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm another shout out for future videos. I'm hoping to have the Church Double Blue video up this week too, which is certainly a budget list that can be competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and if you pulled any of those vigilances and you're wondering how to play them, that's going to be the video for you. So, but I, I think you know, I think finding events, you know, there's store you know, weekly store events, but my big thing is trying to figure out if there's going to be sort of slightly larger events, like maybe doing like people doing box tournaments or individual stores doing like, you know, sort of accelerated prizes, whether it's cash, like a 1K or something along those lines. That would lead a lot of excitement for me personally. Um, and you could find sort of that local store that might do a magic 5k that now is doing a limited 1k or something like that. So that, I think that'll sort of be the, um, there was certainly a lot of interest. Like, you know, you said you had 20, ours had 16. I saw a picture of a tournament in Greece that had like 60 people, mm -hmm. um, which was pretty wild. And there was an eight round tournament that I saw in, on the Facebook. So I think if, if we can ideally, um, you know, the, the local community card gaming stores, if each region has one store that kind of takes the lead on it and makes some events that are a little bit larger than the weekly event, that would certainly pique my interest. Yeah, there are a couple one Ks scheduled already in the um, in the PA area. I think one oh. already sold out its seats. Um, wow. So there's that. I know, like the store that Steve and I went to on Friday, they gave away a half a box um, for first, and I think they gave away like a two total boxes, um, or maybe a box and a half for the whole pre-release and then also threw in a couple of those really nice game genic deck boxes, um, which cool. was really yeah. cool. I know some well, people were like, Oh, they, they, they jacked the price, the price up to 35 bucks, but then they threw in a bunch of stuff. Sorry. What'd you say, Steve? I said, when you charge two fifty for a bottle of water, you can put out those kind of prices. <laughs> the water was expensive. <laughs> Get a right water. It was insane. We ran out. I went right from work. Uh, so I ran out of water. Uh, yeah. 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 I was dehydrated all night. So that's why you lost. That's why you forgot about your. That's why Vigi on her guard. Oh, 
smoked yeah, it. Yeah. The tournament started at like my bedtime, basically. I was like, yeah, I that's why like, I didn't go. I was asleep. Uh, I had a double margarita. Definitely... I was ready to roll. It's <laughs> like, let's I, go. I uh, I left the tournament. It was like twelve o'clock at night, and I was like. This is exactly why I hate playing cards. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, Done. weeknight card like, life is rough. Yeah, yeah. It, then it fast forward to Saturday morning, and I'm searching online for any local stores that I can get into. Yeah, yeah, yep, the, exactly. Was, I had the exact same experience. I was so like tired, and I was, I was just best of three. And best of three is tough when you're when you're playing against people who are just learning the game. Yeah, right? I'm worried to win the behind. first one, and then you're like, hey, let's do it again. So, um, and it was it was pretty exhausting. But same thing as Steve. I was like, all right store locator on the on the on the spot and looking for the next events mm -hmm. there's yeah, I was, pretty... there's not release events right like there's they're not following the sort of pre-release release events they're no, just not... doing pre-release and then yeah, just, just play i know my local is starting weekly tournaments next saturday and i will be there with whatever deck i can put together uh next saturday we'll be there with bells it sounds on, like baby. you're well on your way to making yeah i have one i got I, I really wanted to at least have sabine because i figured it would be cheap but um Zero wing leaders so far, so I don't know how quickly I got one point, Mike. together. We might be showing up. Yeah, wing leaders need those. We might be showing up Saturday by ripping packs and making our deck like that. That's right. true. Yeah. I will. The, I will have my boxes when I go. So yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess I still have a lot of a lot of packs to open, but I, mm -hmm. I hope. Matt, are you like going a, Saturday? I mean, ideally, I have thrown. Are you together. joining, Mike? Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Um, 4.30 is usually good. I can get enough family time in and then sneak out. Um, we'll see what I pull, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I think I've, I'm up there in some of the most games played on, on this card game. Yeah, so. but the one thing I learned from this weekend is playing in real life is not the same as playing on TTS. It's a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand that, but I've also, I think I've played like five, over, you know, at least 500 games by now. So I, I feel oh, pretty man. good. 500 at is wild. I mean, yeah, uh, we're up till eleven last night playing. He, I, I, just sometimes people Discord I, any week, any weekday, yeah. and you'll find Maddie and Chrono grinding. Yeah, we play for hours. We play for hours a day. I do a little work. I come back. I play. Like, I'm hooked. I bad. I have it streaming in my classroom. I just leave it up on my work computer, and I'll just like peek. It's going. Peek. I'm like oh, it's still grinding. Let's go. Yeah, uh, we but play I always have games, games to watch a day, if not more. Yeah. So why are you not better? He, he made. He made oh. yeah, let's see. Let's see if he takes down the TTI top cut. His deck list is due yeah, we'll tomorrow. See. Yeah, we'll see. Maddie and Steve, you guys should play for ten dollar bills. Ooh, I'll play, play for, for tens. tens. Play for tens. Right. The challenge is out there. You got a couple of ten dollar challenges. I'll play any side. So we can play matchups. I'll play both sides of it. And if you beat me, I'll learn and I'll miss the ten bucks. But I know it's going to a good place, so all good. I mean, I'll probably end up broke at the end of that weekend. Um, I don't know how much. Uh, if you win, we do this in golf. But if you win, like the big money, you at least have to buy, you know, drinks for the for the other side. So we went. We met, Mike. Do you remember when me, you, Andy Roman, and Steve drove to some magic tournament and Steve oh, bought God, a box? So bad. And him and Andy went like head to head. Um, and Steve bought the box, and they went head to head draft. And we drove to like New Jersey or something. It was like a Star City. And by the end of the trip, Steve had lost the box lost money had napped for like two hours and all in the span of like six a six hour drive and andy's just in the back with like somehow had made money had gotten all these cards from <laughs> there, was, there was a bench buying in that one too no i don't uh, i don't that, have that, any was that, 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 that might have been dc it was like right before 
I think Puerto it was Rico. DC. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was it was it DC or was it Chantilly? Isn't that where it always used to be? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. It was wild. They'd say DC is usually in Chantilly. Man, Andy Roman. I know you're not listening, but shout, shout out, out to Andy. you, man. Shout you're out. you're a real one. Although we'll bring up an interesting point. It was cool to see some people in the crowd that we hadn't seen. Like at my event, we had some magic players. Ben Winterhalter, I hadn't seen in about 10 years, is playing oh, this game. There? Yeah, a bunch of local um, Yeah, re- oh, it nice. was funny because um, a, a guy I've known for, you know, we, Mike and, and Steve, we've known him for 30 years or so, is Eric. And he's like, oh, I was like, oh, we should like reconnect. You're going. And he's like, oh, and I'm bringing my friend Ben. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, whatever. Nice to meet new people. And then it's like, a, you know, my friend Ben is this guy I've known for you know, yeah. 20 years or, whatever, yeah. so, or 15 years. So it's just kind of exciting to see some old faces playing. Yeah. Eric, yeah, Eric Cuenca and Ben being yeah, Nick was there. is like a colliding of three of our lives into one. Right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like talking about like, you know, Matt Costa won a PTQ the other day and they're talking about that. And then like, yeah. it's sort of. World um, colliding. Yeah. Matt well, Costa winning a PTQ that flashes me back like twelve years or whatever. There's yep. there's probably a zero percent chance yeah. anyone's actually still listening, but uh <laughs> well, yeah, we're just talking about our lives now. Anyway. <laughs> uh I don't know how deeply we want to get into the tournament rules. There's some really rough ones. Um I'm really hoping that they dial a bunch of these back. Um because uh, if you haven't checked it out, I'll just go over like the three biggest mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to turn like this to turn into like a shit on FFG thing. They have been really yeah. open to criticism, changing things like the best of one to the best of three. I think if we make it constructive, yeah, like you know, that's what it's there for. Get rid of all these BS play mats. Not allowed anymore, man. It just leads to too many mistakes. <laughs> so the rule is you oh, have to have a play mat. Wow, official. I love it. Official you got game a genic, proof it for me. Star Wars Unlimited <laughs> playmat or a plain color playmat. That's one of the and um opaque sleeves or game genic official Star Wars Unlimited sleeves. That's like those are the two big ones. I play with opaque sleeves, so I have no idea no issue with the sleeve one because I, I, I think that's fine personally. Yeah, I I mostly days. agree. I'm fine with it. I mean, I think there is like there's been some issues that have popped up in Magic with just like inclusiveness and stuff yeah, like that I, with playmat. So I, I have no issues with it. The thing is, they like here's my issue with like wanting to take the subjectiveness out of the judge's hands. One of the other rulings is like your behavior is up to the subjective judgment of the judge. So like if you do something to make someone feel uncomfortable, and like literally it says in the tournament rules, if the judge thinks that you were not doing it, like not trying to make someone feel uncomfortable on purpose, they have the right to not enforce the rule and like oh i'm so done yeah you're toast <laughs> but like obviously like there are some inappropriate mats and sleeves but i feel like as a community we can police that yeah. i don't think it needs i like them not safe for work sleeves and mats yeah people do that yeah there's people i'll, I'll send you there's a really anime, really yeah. inappropriate like one in a flesh and blood top eight at a pro tour yeah i mean you think about this too like you know, this this space has been, you know, making sure that, you know, women feel okay playing it. And it's not like the sort of kids, not great environment, and kids. And like, you know, we've got like, and Steve, you mentioned like that sort of game store, oftentimes male dominated area. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that people are sort of feeling like they're welcome in all spots. So I think anything they can do to that to make it, you know, feel like more people can play, I'm for it. And like just if like, we offend want... a few, offend a few sort of, people who are like well this was the art that i got from this con well sorry because now we have more people playing who are 
kids and women and, and feel more welcome in the space. Yeah, use it at home, pal. When Justin and I Zoomed yesterday, one of the things I was saying, you know, like it kind of felt a little, it had been a while since I've been in an FM type environment. And, you know, it's kind of nothing's really changed in the past 15 years, but it was like really cool when we were doing deck building. There was a 10 year old kid next to me building his deck. Like this kid was cracking packs at 10 years old and like building a sealed deck with his dad. And like, I remember when I was that young, like I always say like one of the highlights of my childhood was when my dad bought me 10 packs of special special edition. Like in hindsight, that was only 30 bucks. Like what WTF is 30 bucks. Like, but like triggering that memory, like Mm -hmm. this 10 year old kid next to me building. That was awesome. That was probably the best part of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah, so that can bring that, works for me. that back in. Yeah. Like I in conversely, right? Like if you don't have these things, like that kid could have a memory of like, you know, some shark with his anime sleeves being right. a dick, and then he doesn't want to play. Like I remember, yeah. you know, this is you know, early two thousands, but like going to F and M and kids like cheating or or like throwing, you know, doing all this stuff and it ruins the luckily That's I stuck with cards, but you know, what did you say, Steve? Didn't Dustin used to pick in you at F and M's? Yeah, but I was his age, so I just told him politely to not do that, or we'd have an issue, and that worked out. But some of the older kids, like I remember this dude, shuffled my deck, threw my cards under the table to beat me, and I was like, "This is my like first year playing," and he's, he's like, "Oh, this is forty-seven or you know fifty-seven cards," and then the cards are on the ground under the table, and I, it it took me a little while to realize oh, what he did. That was like stuff like that, you know. That was the PTQ yeah. I played against Mike where we got paired up and he stole my sideboard. So I had an illegal deck when we sat down to play. <laughs> Literally, oh, had a I still I still have those. What was the card in your sideboard that you needed? It I don't was have the sideboard. Seed. <laughs> I saved I was, it. I framed it. I was time seed. I was time seed. I think you were like sieve. blue white control. Like I love that deck. But kind of bringing it back to that the doc thing, like the the map. I think maybe we could find a way to collaborate the sleeves i have no issue and then what was the other one like the draw like you, you if you draw it, it's a like double loss in the tournament yeah format. that so seems like a little draw. play fast yeah but like i just feel like that might end some certain strategies like i remember going x one and one at like a philly you know 10k or whatever it was with like turbo fog right like i got i had a cool angle on the meta a lot of my rounds went to time you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how are you going to play three control need... mirrors in fifty minutes? You know, yeah. like I think that's the issue. Is like it it might uh, prevent some strategies from being played where like you need just a little extra time to eke out that win. And I think that it, there should be like a way to determine a victor. The yeah, although there's been the one interesting thing with this game is it eventually goes to times the way it's constructed is you actually can do chess clocks, which is really interesting, based on the way actions take place. So that's something that. I think hasn't actually been discussed is the actual time. Um, oh, that'd be wild. Someone, and, someone, Tower Number Nine did a chess clock video. Yeah, people raged. Yeah, um, but I mean that that's a it that's seems, a whiles away. It seems cumbersome for the whole round, but like, and I could see a scenario where you do something when you get to time. I could see something like that. It would still probably be a little cumbersome, but like, there's things you can do to make sure. Like Magic had the with yep. the five turn thing. I'm waiting for them to like really, yeah. really change right. the way tiebreakers tie or tie time games work. Like, I want to see you automatically have to play a hand of Sabak, or you have to like complete a pod race, and that's how you do it. They um, had um, that, yeah, and just going sort of segueing us to the next thing too. The top cut, 
as well as got some funky stuff going on with the math behind it, sort of creating extra rounds in a tournament and having it be uneven. That's the last thing. That's some uproar in a couple different spots. I know like our Discord talked about it, but I'm in I'm in a Slack one too, and they were kind of that was the one that um, they sort of highlighted as oh boy, this could be a lot because it's not necessarily one round either, which is kind of wild. Yeah, it could be like four rounds or something. Because it could just sort of continuously be uneven. Well, so it just is um, adding of... exactly one round. So like oh, okay. it always is just going to add one. But uh, Chris Allen, who runs, um, who's like one of the main, if not the main tournament organizer for X-Wing, like he went over this. He did all the math because he had to change the way. FFG's always been bad at tournament structure. And he had to change the way X-Wing even existed because of how bad they were at it. Um, but for this happened in Destiny, where like if you didn't go X and one, you probably weren't making it. And like one of the things that Magic really established, uh, like maybe ten years ago, was like X and twos are going to make it. If you go X yeah. and two, that's the record we want you to have, and we'll figure out a way to get you into the into the cut or into a play. I like that. Yeah. But with the way the math yeah, they works, yeah, made and... that rule right after I X and two in Minneapolis, he came in twenty second <laughs> on the GP and didn't qualify. Thanks a lot, Wizards. And so yeah. instead, they're doing the thing that Magic did for like a year, and like Justin will remember this because it happened at GP Vegas when there was like 8 billion people there and he had to play like a million extra rounds. And Steve, when we went to Charlotte and I had, I had to do the same thing where I had to play a, they added three extra rounds before the top cut where I had to like play that night and then wake up early and play two more. What? You played that the next day, right? So one was the night of day one. And then if you won that one, you had to come back in the morning on day two and play two more rounds. Yeah. And it was like, it just got into craziness. And like, they, they're going to need to take a look at this. It's almost like they pushed it out because pre-release was here and they didn't mm-hmm. proofread it or think about it or ask anyone who has any experience in tournaments. Another thing is the guy that was in charge of organized play is no longer at FFG um, as of Friday. So like, maybe there's some disconnect in the switchover over like, did, you know, we thought this was good. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I don't even want to speculate. I'm just saying yeah. like, it seems like they didn't think it through and I hope they listen to some of the feedback because there are like some very easy them. fixes to some of the, mm-hmm. the problems right. that they've created. We'll right. open it. Hopefully like we open a dialogue, other creators open a dialogue and there's a chance for, for yeah. that to happen. Yeah. Some good. Like, we love this game. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. we're, Oh yeah. And, and honestly, and there's a, there's a constructive, the best thing they did was say, like, I know, you know, Justin, you mentioned like wanting bigger events, but one of the better things they said was we're not even having real big events until the second set. It gives them a really long timeline to like make sure right. that, you know, maybe a one set meta isn't good. Like maybe mm-hmm. they just maybe they need to iron out some of these rules. So um, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully the second set comes out soon and we can all forget any of these conversations even happened. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you spoiler, guys want to talk about? Spoiler, before se- <coughs> spoiler season for the second set coming soon. Like, follow, subscribe. When does that? Yeah, there you go. When does that drop? Do we know? Two weeks. I don't know. Sometime in the fall, probably. I mean, oh. I would say definitely before Christmas. They're supposed to be doing three yeah. sets a year. Um, so I guess like every four months would make sense. Um, that's ish. pretty cool. That's a. That's yeah. a. That's a. It'll be fun to play a game again where there's evolving meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and one of the things is, I don't know, FFG did send us, they reached out to us about being official content creators, but they also said no TTS content. So we're still ironing that out. But uh, we could be one of the only people create, creating TTS content with spoiled, spoiled cards. So 
uh yeah keep an Stay eye on tuned. us for that <laughs> yeah uh all right if you guys don't have Watch anything calls, else uh, i want to get to my pre-release so <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so, eager to crack some packs baby all right and uh we'll be back with the podcast in two weeks check us out on this um on our youtube channel uh for some a uh, couple videos per week playing with all the new cards and getting you caught up with the new meta we should have a uh, deck tech by Justin on Chirrut. Steve's working on a Han deck tech. I've got a video coming out um, Monday or Tuesday about the best three decks in the game. And we'll just go from there and see you guys next time. All right. See you guys. Later. Deuces.